0: Hello and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I am Amanda Lauren and I am tired. Another solo app this week. Um, I'm going to have guests soon. I kind of like doing these solo episodes. Um, I think they're fun and I think they're raw and real. Um, And I wanted to talk about something today, which sort of in the middle of my own, I'm in the middle of, I just redecorated my bedroom um, and now I'm sort of redecorating the living room. Although, to be honest with you, as I said in the previous podcast, I'm kind of buying for the next place that we're moving, which will probably be, I don't know when we're moving. To be honest, I just joined a co-working space slash social club slash gym. Um... And I think that I will be spending a lot of time there, so I will not constantly be in the house. I was actually thinking before the pandemic of joining um, a co-working space, not like a we work, but like a nicer one, like a like a, you know, a more social clubby one. Um, but obviously that didn't work out the way I would have liked it. But I think most people can say that for the past few years, like two and a half years. What, what time is it? I don't know but but that's what i'm saying like things have not worked out the way we wanted it to but now now we're back in full swing kind of kind of i mean no one's wearing masks in la i think you're supposed to wear masks in ubers fortunately i don't really take ubers i'd rather just spend 900 a gallon on gas and um drive myself so so here we are so okay so I don't know if anyone remembers that book from when we were little. It was called If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. And the whole thing was like, if you give a mouse a cookie, it's going to want a glass of milk. And if you give it a glass of milk, it's going to want to pee. And if you take it to pee, it might want new pajamas. And at that point, maybe it needs a glass of vodka or something to go to bed. I don't know. But the point is this I was getting, I was in the middle of like my own sort of redecorating journey. I've been thinking about this concept of, you know, you, you add one thing and all hell breaks loose um, to decorating. Actually, I've always sort of had this concept and never quite articulated it. But yeah, if, if you give a mouse a sofa, if you give a mouse a new sofa, it's going to hate the lamp. When it hates the lamp, it's going to realize that dining table sucks. When the dining table sucks, you know, the, the mouse is going to realize the art in the room is shitty. So here we are. The point is if you change one thing, you've gotta change everything. And I sort of wanted to talk about how to prevent this. Um, I'm gonna be raw and I'm gonna be real and I'm gonna be very honest here. The only way to do that, so let's, let's digress for a second and talk about fast furniture. I have bought so much fast furniture in my life. I would say not in the past like seven years, eight years I haven't, but I've definitely, I don't know maybe my dining table from living spaces would qualify as fast furniture um although i don't really think it is it's made of marble okay no i haven't really bought fast furniture in like seven years and some of that is obviously you know when you get married there's two incomes your financial you know your financials change but also you're buying things you want to keep because you're creating a home together and Even though, like, here's the deal. I always joke around that, like, if I want it, it's $20,000. Everything I like is expensive. It's the truth. Like, I can't help it. That's the bougie part of me. I like expensive things. Now, let me tell you, I do have inexpensive things I really like. But if you showed me, like three dining tables, or three lamps, or three of anything, and you said, which one do you like the most? The ant just not knowing anything about it, not being able to feel it, not having no other information than a picture. I'll take the most expensive one, please, every single time. And the truth is, like, there are pieces of furniture that I have that, like, you know, I mean, I don't have $20,000 furniture. That being said, I have a lot of pieces I really like. And when I first, so if I haven't told, I'm pretty sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but if you're new here, welcome. So when I met my husband, I was living in LA. He was living in New York and I was living in a small apartment in Silver Lake that was not going to be, I say that I'm in a small one bedroom now. It's not really a small one bedroom. That was a small one bedroom. It was in a terrible building. I mean literally there was a meth head that lived in my parking lot that siphoned gas out of my car multiple times. Like it was really really bad. And if you're like Amanda how did you live there? The answer is it was a really good location in Silver Lake. Okay it was right off the reservoir. If you don't know anything about Silver Lake take my word for it. It was an incredibly incredibly good location. To this day, I would never obviously move back to that building, but if someone said to me, do you wanna live on that block or in that area? I wouldn't think twice. So it was, you know, it was what I could afford at the time. It wasn't, it was a small one bedroom, but it wasn't like, it was, you know what? It was really fine for one person. I had great closet space. I honestly think the closet in that bedroom might be better than the closet I have now. Um, If you want to know, I mean, the closet I have now is a container store closet, so it's a little bit different. But the original closet in this apartment versus that one um, in my ghetto Silver Lake apartment was much larger. So when we, so when he moved here, when we got engaged, or I guess, I mean, to put the timeline, it wasn't just after we got engaged, we were sort of figuring out what to do. It was probably four or five months. Um, And we knew we weren't going to stay in that apartment. And we knew we were going to get rid of all of my furniture with the exception of I have a dark wood desk from Crate and Barrel that goes with nothing I own, but it's a really good size. I really love it. It works. It totally works. It's just a very like plain traditional dark wood, like minimalist kind of desk. And the truth is, I don't think I ever want to live in a world where that desk isn't in my life in some way. I know that sounds really cheesy, but like... It's just a nice, I don't know, like there's something about it, I think because my mom bought it for me when things were really difficult in my life that I love. I have replaced the hardware with gorgeous Elizabeth Sutton collection knobs. So they're like these gold butterflies Um, and that totally redid it. So I think, I don't know if that will always be my desk, but it'll always, I don't know, might be an entryway table at some point in my life. I I haven't decided, but that was the one thing that I kept. It's like literally the last thing. I literally only have two pieces. That's the only piece of furniture I have from when I was single. And the one decor piece I have from when I was single was when I lived in my first apartment when I graduated from college in New York. Um, I bought a chenille throw at Pottery Barn. And it was, I like remember, I think it was like $79, which seemed really expensive to me at the time. Um, And I have to tell you, I have I've been out of college longer than I care to admit and I wash it in delicate and I have to say like it's really lasted. It's blue, it doesn't go with much of what I own but like I don't know, it's just one of those things that I can't get rid of. Um it's weird because I do have a lot of stuff, but if I had to throw out all of my throws, okay, all of them. And someone said, you can only keep one. I know it's silly. I'd keep I'd keep that one because it's the most meaningful to me. Um, I know. This is so sentimental. Okay. So that being said, we bought... I kind of fell... In addition to falling in love with my husband, before I met my husband, I fell in love with the current building I'm living in. Um, I live on a historic street in Hancock Park. Um, and... I always, I live in a very, there's like 125 apartments here. So I would drive past this building, I feel like I sound like Glenn and Doyle, I drive past this building, that's a terrible impression of Glenn and Doyle, um, but I would drive past it and um, I always thought if I could live here my life would be okay. And you know what? I was right. <laughs> um, So I don't know, it has like French, it's sort of a French exterior um, and there's not a lot of French architecture in LA. So I think that's what really drew me to it. But I always had this love for this building, even before I saw the inside, like even before I knew what was here, I just, my mom kind of felt the same way about the block that I grew up on, which is weird because it was a nice block, but like there were much nicer blocks in New York. And I'll tell you the block that I live on now is much nicer than the block that I grew up on. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. It's just it's like a historic district, and I'm next to a golf course. It's pretty fucking beautiful. That being said, that being said, um, you know, we bought a lot of things, what we called five-year furniture, with um, our wedding money. And at that time, I was really into modern. And I don't know, and it's weird, because now I'm sort of, Now I'm, you know, grand millennial meets whimsical, I would say. Um, And there were certain pieces, I guess you could say my taste is, my apartment's contemporary. One day I want to do something super grand millennial, but I just haven't done it yet. Um, But you know i just knew there were certain like i bought i've gone through an absurd amount of sofas because of the dogs but i had like a leather sofa i actually miss having a leather sofa because it is so much easier to keep clean um with my bulldog but um anyway so we bought some stuff at modani which turned out to be a real piece of shit store it's so funny because i've talked about them and i'm like i won't say what but i will say what it is it's modani they have the worst they have the crappiest furniture and like it wasn't like cheap it wasn't the most expensive but for what it was i still feel like i got ripped off um like they told us the sofa was leather and it wasn't leather and i should have known better um and it like literally fell apart in like a year. And then we had a green velvet sofa that the dogs just shed on. So we got rid of that. Then I had a pink sofa that my husband hated. And then the bulldog destroyed it. Now we have a six penny that we really like. We're on, I know this is excessive. Um, we're on our second slip cover for it. But I do really like it. I do think I will probably replace it when we move out of, I don't know if I'll replace. It's really pretty. I have this, it, you know what it is? I like a lighter colored sofa, but my bulldog kind of drools on the sofa, not to be gross, but to be totally gross. So he kind of, so we, we got this like, it's sort of an army green color. And I li- I like love the sofa. I don't, I'm not like in love with the slip color cover and they have other covers, but I I honestly just, I don't know what we're going to do next. And it's a really good quality sofa. I know like a lot of really high end people who, um, it's funny. I was talking to Shay Holland, previous guest on the show, and she was designing a very fancy product and Lulu, sorry, I'm not editing that out. Um, and they had six penny sofas. So I, I guess this brand is fancier than what I think. I mean, they're beautiful. I get a lot of DMs about, about my sofa. Um, that being said, we also bought a bunch of things at CB2 at the, t- at the time we bought the Modani. And then over the years I've purchased, I've gotten some really, okay. I always wanted ghost chairs. Like for years I wanted ghost chairs and so I have, I have now four ghost chairs. Two are clear, two are black. In retrospect, I might have done all clear. It's a little bit modern, but they're, they're gorgeous chairs. Are they comfortable? Absolutely not. Do I sit on it all day? A lot of the time, of course. Um, and those are the Philip Stark. So a ghost chair, they also make, if anyone really likes ghost chairs, I'll be honest with you, I love them. And then my husband came home and interrupted me, but that's okay. Ghost chairs, ghost chairs. Um, you can get really good like dupes on Amazon, and I think ghost chairs are there. I think they're a little bit on the pricey. They're they're a little bit on the pricey side. I do love the way they look, and I will say they're worth the money. But if you're not buying a set, if it's just you or your, you know, you're buying it for like a desk or as an accent chair, you know, you can honestly get away with, with a dupe. Um, I think it's fine. Like, you know, uh, different budgets, such a simple. I mean, you almost really can't tell the difference, like someone who's a design expert, like I can tell the difference, but most people can't, um, that being said, so. I have those things, but I'll tell you what it is. So, we bought some beautiful pieces from CB2. I happen to love CB2. I think it is one of the most underrated stores to buy furniture. In fact, want to hear my biggest design regret? Not buying all my furniture at CB2 um, when we were buying it after our wedding. I don't, I honestly don't know what I was thinking, and I can chalk it up to like, I was always really into design, but I wasn't writing about it then, and I didn't have the experience that I do today, so I'm not mad at myself. That being said, we have a gorgeous CB2 marble side table, we have a pedestal that's kind of modern, but somehow it works in our space. We also have beautiful lamps, which I have since replaced with sconces, but I could not get rid of them because I think that they were... Um, They're just really, these really pretty like green pattern. Um, I just like them so much. So they're under the bed um, being stored right now. I don't know where, like they'll go back into rotation when we're in a larger place. I can definitely see putting those in my future guest room. Um, And again, I really liked those. And I think about all these things that I bought that I really liked. Um, My original like coff my original coffee table From Z Gallery, I had this black, it almost, it was a glass coffee table, and it looked sort of like like a chest or like a trunk, and it had drawers and leather accents, and it was super gorgeous. I would have kept it now. Here's the problem. This thing attracted dog hair and always looked filthy. And let me tell you, I clean a lot, but with two dogs that shed a lot, And dark wood floors, it's just like anything dark, just like attracts dog hair in my house. And I think any other, any person with a light color dog will understand what I'm saying. Um, And it was just like embarrassingly gross looking all the time. So I got rid of it. Um, And now I have a gorgeous, like a white grass cloth coffee table, which does not attract dog hair. I did get a piece of glass made for over the top that always has fingerprints on it. But you know, you can't win them all. Um, and I will say, like, right now I'm getting rid of a bookshelf that I have when the new one comes in in August, um, because I bought a bookshelf that was inexpensive. It was what I wanted. Every bookshelf that I liked at that time was, like, $5,000. It was, like, the weirdest thing. Like, every single thing I liked was just so ridiculously out of my budget So I settled for one from Wayfair. And it's really nice. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not what I want. Um, So now I'm getting a new one that's a totally different style. But the point is this. Like all the things that I've bought that I really, really loved are things that I've kept. And I think that if you can buy things you really love that are as good a quality as you can do for your budget... You'll always like those things because here's the problem. And this is where I bring it to when you give a mouse a cookie. If you have things that you that you get and you, you settle for pieces or you're like, I don't really like it or it's fine for now. When you change them, you will end up finding, because I did all the other things you don't like in your space and you'll need to change them too. So yeah, when you give a mouse a cookie, when you change the book, so like I was changing the bookcase. So I realized I had to get rid of my sheepskin. I'll be getting rid of my sheepskin rug because it's not gonna look good with that bookcase. I also have a chair um, and an ottoman coming in. So the sheep, I, I I will say this, I'm not actually getting rid of the sheepskin rug. I think I'm just going to store it under my bed because I think it would look really pretty in a nursery. It's not even that nice. It's from like Dormify. It's not even a fancy one. But I will say I've put it in the washing machine on Delicate so many times. It's not a washable rug. And it's really ended up being – it's it's really – like you can't put it in the dryer. But it really – this like – I mean this little thing has stood up. So I don't quite want to let it go. Um, but it's not going to be in the rotation for for too long. Um and that, that's what it is. But yeah, if you change one thing, you end up changing five things. So listen, buy things you really love. And it's not easy right now because there's just not that much of it. Oh, something else I'm changing. Got a dining table I really liked, didn't love. Two years later, I'm getting rid of it and I'm getting something else. It, it's like everything, like I said, it's... Here's an example. Like if you change your nightstands in your bedroom, you're probably gonna have to change your dresser. It's the same thing. Everything's gotta work together, everything's gotta coordinate. And unfortunately, it's just that that's just the way it is. It's sort of like, I mean, when you're renovating things, it's so funny. You know, I wrote this article a while ago called, No, you can't renovate a bathroom for a thousand dollars. And Shay was in that article, but the point is like, there was one person that I interviewed and he said, well, we wanted to just change out like our shower fixtures. But then when we did that, we realized, well, you know, the, the shelves in our bathroom were really crappy looking. Then we realized we had to change the hardware and like you keep spending and spending and spending. So the point is like, I think it's important. And I, I will say this. I'm not a fan of fast, I'm not a fan of being wasteful with furniture. Listen, I've had plenty of Ikea furniture back, back in the day. And although it is not a brand I really like now, they do have some nice things. You know, I don't think, listen, I'm not the most environmentally friendly person. Okay. But there are certain things I do that are really environmentally friendly. I avoid, I use reusable Ziploc bags. Um, I don't use dryer sheets. I use wool balls. I'm sort of crunchy in that way. Um, And I think that fast furniture, it it just, it ends up in a landfill. Or there's only so many times you can give it to a friend or resell it. It just doesn't last. Um, Which again, if that's the only thing in your budget... If that's the only thing in your budget, you can also, I recommend looking at Facebook Marketplace to buy more high quality items. I also think there's a problem right now, as I said in the previous episode with shipping, like there's, it's very hard to get anything. You just have to wait. If they overnight something, it takes four months and then they send you something and it's broken. And I'm saying this because this has happened to me like 14 times. Things just take longer and you have to deal with that. And if you have no place to put your glass of water at night, you're probably going to end up going someplace that has a side table. First of all, I recommend listening to the previous episode where I talk about, you know, where I did say, don't let perfect get, let, get in the way of good. And maybe I'm contradicting myself, but I would say this, there's good and then there's, you know, I'm settling for something I know I'm going to get rid of. And I don't think that that's a good, I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make. I'll also say this too, I don't think people look around enough for pieces, whether it's for decor or larger things, because at the time when I went to Modani, in retrospect, I could have literally, I probably would have spent a little bit more, but not that much more to get CB2 um, for everything and I would have probably been a lot happier. By the way, I had a TV stand that literally the mirror just cracked out of nowhere from Modani. Um, I had a desk chair that like also fake leather that peeled. Um, what else did I have? Just a lot of the stuff was just not, not the quality that I, I wanted. They also have stores I think in Miami, New York and um, Atlanta but don't quote me on that. So buy things, so don't let perfect get in the way of good when it comes to certain things. But if you're really investing in good pieces, do the work, do the work and find things that you love. They might not be perfect, but if you love them, you probably won't want to replace them. And when you don't have to replace thing one thing you don't have to replace everything else so the point is this don't give a mouse if you don't bake cookies you don't have to give a mouse a cookie you can just get things that you really like now that being said i think that this mostly applies to larger pieces I think if you want to switch out decor, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, I also think that you can get, you know, speaking of like fast fashion, fast decor, I think you can get away with buying fast decor. Um, Because I think that at the end of the day, unless you're buying something, really high-end or you're buying a classic piece like a Baccarat vase or a Baccarat butterfly. These are things that just come to mind or, you know, a Tiffany ice bucket or things that are real pieces that you're going to have for the rest of your life. H&M Home has great stuff. CB2 has great stuff. Pottery Barn has great stuff. You know, I would say the least expensive version of that is H&M Home. But even the higher end stores, their decor, it's not that, if you find something you really love, it's probably under a hundred bucks. Now, again, all of this depends on your budget. Also, you can find, I, you know, you can find some things at HomeGoods. Like, I'm not a big fan of the live, laugh, love signs, but if you like it, if that's like, listen... I would never tell anyone to buy it but if you love that it's your freaking home you should buy that um it's also good for picture i think they have a beautiful selection of picture frames i also think too i had a really nice i actually had like an entryway table that was from home goods um up until the last apartment i lived in and if you really need something, they also have, like, furniture that's already assembled, inexpensive, and ready to go. And I kind of loved that piece, and I probably had it for, like, seven years. Um, it's funny. Even my mom got something at HomeGoods that I was, like, completely wowed. Um, so, again, you can swap out your decor. But if you change your mind, you're going to change your mind on large pieces, like 50 times. So that is my advice. Be patient. Don't let perfect get in the way of good. Don't let perfect get in the way of 90%, but really like what you buy. Really like it. They like it. They like it. They really like it. Anyway, I am tired. It is nine o'clock on a Thursday night. That is my advice to you. If you want, follow me on Instagram. No, like not if you want, that sounds kind of sad, right? Follow me on Instagram at It's Amanda Lauren. Follow me on Twitter at Amanda Lauren. And um, that's it. Have a good week. Till next time. Sounds like an old newscaster, right? I'm not ending the show very well, am I? Good night or good afternoon.